I had a lot of allergies. So like basically everything that was offered, I couldn't eat. So uh, my mom to like make me like still part of Halloween and stuff decided that uh, I would get 25 cents for every piece of candy that I returned uh, that I brought home. So uh, that definitely got maybe the entrepreneurial wheels going a little early. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a really exciting guest today. Mark Guberti is a digital marketing expert, author, and speaker who self-published 19 books as a teenager, and he's just about to turn 20, so he's just getting started. He is the host of the Breakthrough Success Podcast, which teaches entrepreneurs how to achieve their breakthrough in business and life. He has been featured in places such as Success Magazine and the Huffington Post for his work. He has over 500,000 followers spread across various social networks and a blog that regularly receives over 100,000 readers every Every year. Mark, welcome to the show. Richard, it is a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I, you know, one of the things that is so striking as I read your bio, and I'm sure this, this is absolutely resonating with the audience, is that most of us think about what we were doing when we were teenagers, and particularly around the age of 19 or 20. And you have accomplished so very much. So take us through what the mindset is for you. Is this something that you just from go have that kind of entrepreneurial bug in you? Or is this something that you were influenced by a mentor or somebody that helped you develop this? I get this question a lot. And I feel like as I get this question more and more, I look deeper into my past to figure out, I mean, granted my past isn't that deep compared to other people, but um, I look deeper into it to figure out what got me started. I mean, uh, the online scene started when I was 11. I created a blog about the Boston Red Sox because a Red Sox fan in New York, there's not a lot of Red Sox fans. So that's what got me started. My love for blogging turned me on to uh, social media and content marketing later on. But uh, there were certain, like, I always loved being productive. Like, I always, like, I tried to do homework, like, in the class. I was that type, I, I was that guy in uh, elementary school trying to, like, get the homework done during some extra time. Uh, also during Halloween, uh, I think this was big because, um, I had a lot of allergies. So like basically everything that was offered, I couldn't eat. So, uh, my mom to like make me like still part of Halloween and stuff decided that, uh, I would get 25 cents for every piece of candy that I returned, uh, that I brought home. So, uh, that definitely got maybe the entrepreneurial wheels going a little early, like, I mean, there are like so many different ways and I'm, I'm still continuing to explore this, but, um, 
uh, when I did start as 11 uh, with the Red Sox blog, uh, that allowed me to see the potential of what I could do. So what were your parents, what were their reactions as you were starting the, starting the Red Sox blog and starting to think about entrepreneurial ventures even before you were 12? Well, at first we all saw it as a hobby because, I mean, that, that's basically what it was at the time. I was writing blog posts about the Boston Red Sox, interacting with people. They were happy to see me uh, doing something u- very useful in my time. And then it started to evolve. And I, I feel like it took me a little bit by storm. Like, uh, this isn't something where you see a big like change. It's like, all of a sudden, like I'm doing these daily actions. And then I look, I'm like, wow, I did all that. So, um, the way, I mean, at first we reacted like it was a hobby. My parents got increasingly supportive. Like they were always supportive of anything that I did. But as I got more serious about what I was doing, they got more serious about their level of support for me. And as you're going through high school, then this just continued to grow and grow. I, I, talk to us about some of the entrepreneurial adventures that you had in high school. Well, I mean, that's a really good question. There have definitely been many. Uh, a lot of it is juggling the schoolwork with the uh, business work. So uh, during SAT time, like I, I had to figure out like how am I going to do all this uh, business work while with the SAT work as well. But I, I do have one really uh, funny story now that I think of it. So um, I still run cross country in college, but in high school, I did cross country. And there was one practice in my sophomore year that I missed because uh, similarly to how Hal Elrod was one of your role models, Seth Godin was one of my role models. I had a lot of squidoo lenses for people who knew who know what that is. Uh, you create a lot of web pages on squidoo and Seth Godin founded that. And I read a lot of his books. So Seth Godin was like my role model. So uh, there was a day where... Uh, he was in my area. I was like, sweet, I'm going to see Seth Godin. So uh, that was the one day I think I left early. So like, instead of doing the practice, I uh, went over like crazy traffic. And again, this is like also thinking about homework I have to do. And uh, like the traffic was crazy. And um, when we get there, my mom hasn't like known Seth Godin like at all. Like she, she has no idea who he is. And like, meanwhile, like I'm like, Seth Godin is the greatest. Seth Godin is the greatest. So we're all there and like my mom has to go to the bathroom and as she's going to the bathroom, she just happens to stumble across Seth Godin. And uh, that was a really funny story. She she basically said to him like, I have no idea who you are. My son like adores what you're doing pretty much. So it's like going from a day of high school to uh, getting the entrepreneurial mindset back and then getting to Seth Godin speak. I mean, not all my days are like that, but uh, that's one of the moments that I really remember. That's a wild story. And again, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, your mom just stumbles into him and, and you get to connect with him. How cool. That was definitely very cool. Like he saw some of my stuff online beforehand because I was on Squidoo, but uh, the way that connection happened, that that's a story that you could tell forever. Absolutely. And, and so you're, you're going through high school, now you're in college, and you've done quite a lot of writing. Talk to us about some of the books that you've written. You've self-published 19 books. So talk to us about what that was like. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine that 
that's remarkably challenging with your athletic obligations, your school obligations, and then you're writing all these books. Well, the way that you write a book, I mean, there are many different ways to do it. I chose to write at least 1,000 words per day so that by the end of the month, you're at 30,000 words. And that's pretty much a book. I mean, you could trim it down, maybe add a little more words to it. But 30,000 words for most people is a pretty lengthy book. So uh, I established that habit. And uh, eventually, as I wrote more, I got better at it. And that allowed me to write 1,000 words in like 30 to 45 minutes. So sometime in high school, I did that very often during my free periods. Uh, in college, since I wake up really early, I'm actually trying to get that done like really early in the morning, like before 6 a.m. to have my 1,000 words. And it's a constantly changing process, like especially when I have breaks, because that just gives me more time, allows me to wake up a little later at like 7 to get the book done. But... Uh, like with each book I publish, it's really amazing to see it in the Amazon store. Definitely, uh, like you get to see the type of impact your work is having when you get to see the reviews, when you get to see uh, how people are engaging with the book. And that's why I love it, really. I love having that ability to help people through my work and uh, just seeing that type of interaction, seeing that my work is appreciated, knowing that I love doing the work just makes me push even harder with writing the books. And I see myself easily hitting book number 20, book number 21, and like so many more after that. Oh, that's so great. And, and obviously, we're not going to have the time to flesh out 19 books. But generally speaking, what are some of the topics that you're writing about? And are there any books in particular you'd like to highlight? I write a lot about uh, digital marketing and productivity. One of my latest books is the one that I'd like to focus on, which is Content Marketing Secrets. Uh, out of all the books, I invested the most time and attention and energy towards that one book. Uh, it reveals how you can optimize your content brand uh, so that you're able to uh, get more visibility, generate more growth, and increase your revenue. So Content Marketing Secrets, that is the book where I literally just took all the knowledge about content marketing I had and flushed it out into one work. Fantastic. And for those of you who are listening behind the wheel of a car at the gym, we'll have the link to that book, Mark's latest book on content marketing in the Daily Helping app, as well as at thedailyhelping.com in the show notes. So no worries there. Uh, fantastic. I, I, I love that. And I love that you have a success routine around a very specific goal. And I've never heard anyone really talk about writing a book in that way. A thousand words a day. And you've, you've been sticking to that. So talk to us, you know, what else is in your, your success routine? You said that you get up before 6am every day. So talk to us about what your routine looks like. Well, it differs for um, like school versus not school. Like usually I, like when I'm in school, like I'm waking up early because practice is at 7.30am. So like I'm getting my I'm working my uh, body. I'm getting my fitness in very early in the day. Like even when I don't have school, I'm like the latest I'll be working out is like eight thirty a.m. So I get my workout in early. Before the workout, I am writing at least one thousand words. Uh, that's pretty much what most of my mornings look like, with some food in between the workout, but like very little. And uh, then. Like it depends on the day of the week for what else I'm doing. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'll do all of my recordings for the Breakthrough Success podcast. 
during gaps of time within those recordings, I'll do my videos for training courses and uh, my YouTube channel. So I look for every moment of time that I have, I'm not one to waste a lot of the time that I have. And another important thing is to have a team behind you because uh, I have a bunch of employees who uh, help do a variety of tasks that I would have to do. And it's just incredible how much time I've been able to save by having a good team behind me. Now, that's very well said. You know, one of the problems that people who are entrepreneurs and particularly solopreneurs have is that it's hard to let go of that control because they want to do everything. But when you're able to find a good team to delegate those things to, you really are free to do the things that you want to do. So it sounds like you're living that. Yes, I'm able to do as I choose. I'm not able, like, it's just having that freedom, knowing that for the things that you don't want to do, there's always someone with a higher skill level and who has a desire to do this type of work that is on your team. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. So, Mark, let's, let's spend a little bit of time talking about the Breakthrough Success Podcast. Uh, I recently went on there and, and had a great time. You're approaching episode number 100, which is fantastic. So talk to us a little bit about your show. So the Breakthrough Success Podcast is the podcast for marketers and small business owners who are looking for the breakthrough uh, that, like, for some people, it may be financial freedom. For others, it's uh, maybe getting 100,000 monthly visitors. but they're all looking for a breakthrough, and that's what I'm providing on my show. I interview guests. Uh, it's weekly in 2017, but in 2018, I'm trying to make it more of a weekday where I publish five episodes every week. So I've had a lot of people on the show, like uh, Seth Godin, as I mentioned before, Neil Patel, Chandler Bolt, Ray Edwards, a lot of awesome people on the show who uh, just share some of their best insights and how they became successful, some of the challenges that they faced along the way. So I don't want to make it like one of those, like this person's on like the top of the pedestal. I, I mean, I want people to get advice from that person as if he or she's on top of the pedestal. But I also want listeners to get a different side of each person I interview, where you see some of the struggles they've had to face and uh, how they've had to overcome some challenges and adversity to reach where they currently are. And the funny thing about some of the guests is that some of the challenges they mentioned, like the challenges are mentioned like at a point where they're already successful. So people are still experiencing challenges, even when like to the eye, it looks like they're on top of their game immune to all types of challenges. And since we're on the topic of challenges, what are the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome? Well, one of the challenges that I've had to overcome is um, my age serves an advantage now, but at the beginning, people saw my age as inexperience. So 
people would say like, ah, oh, he's like this young. And they would sort of use that to discredit my work in the beginning. But uh, the way I overcame that is I had to ignore it. And I had to put in a lot more work. I had to basically do a lot more work than the average person to uh, receive that same level of respect, given my age. Because like, if you make like a lot of mistakes in the beginning, like it's common to make a lot of mistakes in the beginning, regardless of your age. But I feel like it's different when you're younger because that could show inexperience. But I mean, like just to show you an extreme, like I tell this story uh, a few times because like this is something that should never happen. But uh, there was a teen entrepreneur who submitted her book to get published. The publisher picked it up, figured out she was a teenager. And then solely based on that fact, on a book they said yes to, then declined. So uh, that's what I'm talking about. And you can't let obstacles like that um, hold you back. You can't let anything. And we all face different types of challenges. It's just a matter of how we're going to overcome them. And in most cases, it's changing how you're utilizing your time and providing far more value than people would ever expect you to provide. Oh, I love that. And I know that right now, so here we are, you're, you're just about to turn 20 and you're working your way through your undergraduate degree, I'm going to have you put on your, uh, or rather pull out your crystal ball here. Where Where is Mark Guberti going to be in the next five years? Well, he's going to be a college graduate. I know that. <laughs> for sure, for um, sure. I'm not really sure. I mean, like part of that is like, I'm definitely going to be continuing what I'm doing. I'm just making sure that I'm impacting more people. I have some ideas swirling around. I can't like commit to any of them quite yet because like you could say that you're going to do something, but then based on actions I've taken, like I've shown like zero interest in those areas. So right now it looks like I'm just going to keep a stronger focus on what I'm doing, impact more people and help make the world a better place. Now that sounds outstanding. And one of the things that, that you and I had talked about previously uh, when, when I was on your show off air is that you're intent on starting an organization to help young people become entrepreneurs. Could you talk to us about that? Sure. This is definitely one of the things that we talked about. And uh, this is something that my brother, Michael, and I have been doing for a few years now. We teach teenagers and uh, tweens and even people younger than that, how they can become Entrepreneurs. We during our four day boot camp, we teach them how to. And this boot camp is held at uh, Fordham University in the summer. Uh, we teach them how to basically identify their passion, like what they'll build their business around, how to promote themselves uh, using social media, how to create the product. So uh, we talk about product just a little bit before promotion because you do need something to promote. And we also talk about creating a blog. And finally, we talk about Propel, which is um, how do you go beyond these four days and continue to implement and continue to expand your businesses now that we're not going to be together every day. I eventually want to make this a uh, bigger movement, which is why I'm happy you brought it up because I'm able to expand on this idea. And because I feel like if we have more... uh, teens and even younger people 
who see that they can pursue their dreams at a younger age because of the opportunities that the internet, the web, and all these amazing new inventions have uh, given us, I believe that would make the world a much better place. I love that. And you know, one of the things I've been thinking about as you've been talking here for the last 20 minutes is there's been a lot of research done in corporations of how people are different in terms of their interactions in the workplace based on their age and the generation they're a part of. And I've, I've had on several guests who have broken it down by, you know, what the tr- traditionalists are and the baby boomers and the Gen Xers and the millennials. But the millennials, which, which you are a millennial, millennials often get a really bad rap, uh, a bad rap for being negative, a bad rap for not being ambitious. And what do you say, and obviously you are the antithesis of all of those things, what do you say to people you know, who are listening to this that you know, have these preconceived notions of your, of your age group? Well, before I get into that, I would be very interested in seeing what happens when we the millennials are the higher ups and when they're like two generations below us, it would be really interesting to see uh, how we depict them. But uh, going back to your question, I feel like it, it depends on the type of atmosphere you're creating. Like you could create an atmosphere where, yes, they're going to be negative because they just don't like the work. They don't like any like company culture. It all depends on the atmosphere that you create for them. You could have an atmosphere where millennials are very positive, very upbeat. But I mean, this is true for like any generation. Like there are going to be people who like if you look at these few people or like these groups of people and you let them define the uh, generation at large, you could paint a very positive picture or you could paint a very negative picture. And that also goes into uh, other people's opinions and expectations of like what they're expecting and their mentalities affect how they view other people's mentalities. So I would just like, I obviously see myself as a positive person. Uh, That's very biased, but like um, (laughs) the way that we, who we are, it's not based on like a generation. It's not like uh, I'm a millennial, so I must be all the things that millennials are. Uh, I believe we need to see more as an individual sense. There are a lot of millennials who can really contribute to make the world a better place and help uh, employers have a big profit in their businesses. Uh, It just comes down to creating that environment where millennials are inclined to put in the work and it's an environment that uh, millennials are happy to work in. I think think that's very well said. And, you know, one of the things that, that was said uh, on a prior episode of the show was that millennials approach work differently in that, you know, the traditionalists would go to work from eight to five and, and, you know, if, but if they needed to work later, they'd work later. Whereas, you know, millennials would often hit the door at five o'clock to go have dinner with friends. But then what, what the people in the office don't see is at nine o'clock, they're logging onto their work email and doing things. So, uh, the way you framed that was, was really well said, Mark. I think it's, it's a matter of perspective and not, not allowing one to be kind of roped into any, any particular, uh, schema of things where, uh, one is expected to play a role. Very, very well said. 
Well, fantastic, Mark. And again, I, I really am grateful that you and I got to connect. Uh, I think that all the things that you're doing are, are fantastic. And no doubt there, there are many more exceptional things coming to the world from your endeavors. But, but what I want to do, as you know, is when I wrap up, because we're, we're at time here, I wrap up by asking my guests a question. And that is, what is your biggest helping, the single most important piece of information you would like for somebody to walk away with after listening to our episode today? Well, I'd love to give out some information about uh, making the world a better place and helping others. And I believe the way we do that is we improve ourselves. So I promise not to get too deep into this because the next sentence, you'll, you'll understand why. But for a philosophy class that I took, uh, I don't remember like too much philosophy. But one thing I remember was that Socrates said that like the actions that we take as individuals impact humanity's actions as a whole. And uh, it, it went something along those lines. So everything that you're doing like day in and day out, that impacts uh, future actions that humanity is going to go. So if you want a uh, to make the world a better place, start by uh, improving on yourself and helping others to improve. And that's just going to make uh, everything better and allow um, more powerful ideas to spread to make the world a better place. I love that. I love everything you just said. Start with yourself and do it one person at a time. Mark, that was outstanding. Where can people find you? Well, if you want to learn more about me, you can find me at markguberti.com. Uh, if you also want a free ebook about getting retweets, you can head over to markguberti.com slash retweets. If for some reason you have problems accessing that because my landing page has been sketchy lately, uh, you can email me mark at markguberti.com and I will get that to you right away. And for anyone interested in my content marketing secrets book, which I mentioned earlier, you can go to markguberti.com slash book to get your copy from Amazon. Fantastic. And again, we will also have all of the links to everything Mark Guberti on the Daily Helping app and for the show notes for this episode at thedailyhelping.com. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being on today. I had a blast talking to you. It was such a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thanks to each and every one of you who spent some time with us today to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to the show on iTunes and please leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find this podcast. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 